हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट ट्वेंटी स्ट्रक्चरल रिफॉर्म्स रिसोर्सिस फाइनेंसिस पावर्स एंड फंक्शंस एंड वी डिस्कस ऑन टॉपिक पावर्स एंड फंक्शंस ऑफ लोकल इंस्टीट्यूशंस द न्यूली इंट्रोड्यूस्ड सेवेंटी कॉन्स्टिट्यूशनल अमेंडमेंट एक्ट सी ऑफ नाइनटीन has acted upon the recommendations of the ruler urban relationship committee and seeks to provide more power and authority to urban local bodies it is the first serious attempt provisions that strength strengthen and stabilize them the main features are introduction of the 12th schedule which lists the functions of the urban local bodies covering planning regulation and developmental aspects establishment of the district and metropolitan planning responsible for the election of the representatives for the preparation of development plans at district and metropolitan levels proposed establishment of ward committees in areas having a population of over 300000 specification by law of the powers and responsibilities entrusted to municipalities and ward committees holding of periodical and timely elections if a municipality is dissolved for any reason it should be reconstituted within 6 months specifying by law the sources of municipal finance and their periodic review by a statutorily constituted state finance commission and by making it obligatory on the part of the central finance commission to recommend measures needed to augment state resources to assist the municipal governments restrictions on the power of the state governments to do away with democratically elected municipal governments reservation of one third of seats for women and weaker sections in municipal bodies for minorities there are no reservations The 73rd Amendment Act prescribes the domain of powers and functions for rural local self-government. The 11th schedule lists 29 subjects with respect to which rural local bodies have been vested responsibilities. However, the same could be reduced to an academic exercise if most powers regarding the same remain centralized in the bureaucracy and state or central legislatures a shift to bottom up policies would be imperative to affect real decentralization at local level before the 73rd amendment 1993 functions assigned to local bodies pertained to general welfare matters like pol- public hygiene sanitation etc to which development concerns such as agriculture animal husbandry 
social forestry could be added evaluation studies have shown that the local bodies have been more inclined to perform agency functions more than the statutory ones now the ascent is on developmental planning it is therefore a paradigm shift as far as local bodies are concerned as they are sought to be developed in a true sense as institutions of self government the act enjoins on the state governments to devolve powers and responsibilities with regard to preparation of lands for economic development and social justice and the implementation of the schemes for economic development and social justice as may be entrusted to them including those in relation to the matters listed in the 11th schedule it is however left to the state government to decide what all functions are transferred and what powers are delegated broadly the principle seems to be what can be tackled at lower level should be left to it brief pursuit of acts in different states brings out the following pattern in devolution of powers and functions the category a states like uttar pradesh bihar rajasthan punjab haryana assam and karnataka which have not prioritized activities but assigned subject listed in the 11th schedule in addition to certain other general ones like preparation of plans and budgets maintenance of unity and harmony relief in natural calamities etc category b states odisha gujarat tamil nadu and west bengal which have divided functions into obligatory and mandatory in the former category are functions which are performed subject to the availability of funds category c states which have drawn their own list following specification in the 11th schedule such states are himachal pradesh madhya pradesh maharashtra and andhra pradesh however the exercise needs to be imparted better rationality than as obtained at present which can be provided by the constitution of expert groups and not leading the matter solely to the department concerned development efforts presently is left to the convenience and priority of different state government since they are free to choose their own mode of decentralization however leaving matter to state government provides scope for lackadaisical initiatives in this regard which however would have to be accepted as a constraint of a federal polity as per ramachandran even after the amendments considerable amount of ambivalence persists regarding the powers and function of these bodies at different tiers the ambivalence is 
articulate in the number of court cases that have been coming up under district and lower level elected bodies on the one hand and that of the state government and its executive on the other. In Haryana, for example, Jilla Parishad members have threatened to resign in masses in protest against the government failure to enforce Jilla Parishad Act effectively. Similarly, in Orissa and Maharashtra, presidents of Jilla Parishad have demonstrated over the powerless status of the panchayat bodies. In Andhra Pradesh, Mandal Parishad chiefs resent curbs on their powers after the state government appointed nodal officers by passing the elected bodies through the Janmabhumi scheme. Hence, incongruencies remain and surface on occasions in actual implementation of the structural reform that is being brought about through the amendment acts. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.